0: I'm Jen Suk Lee. And I'm Dina Del Bukia. And this is Cantlet. Cantlet, talk about books and stuff.
1: Hello, and welcome to Cantlet in the year of our Lord 2024.
0: <laughs> Who's our Lord, though? Is it Britney Spears? It's
1: probably Britney. <laughs> I mean, I have a few, I have like a multi god system.
0: <laughs> Same, Rihanna. Yeah.
1: Sure. I mean, Tim Robinson, Patty Harrison, these are, these are the people, these are my shining lights. Um, yeah, it's January. It has been extremely moist.
0: (laughs) It's a, what do they call it? River outflow system. I don't even know what that means. River outflow (laughs)
1: system, maybe an atmospheric river. We don't really
0: know. I mean, Rosie doesn't go out in this weather. She did go out this morning, though. We tricked her. We we acted like it was a fun family outing. And then she went.
1: <laughs> so you actually got her to go outside?
0: Yeah. So if I take her alone in the rain, she refuses to move. Like, she goes outside, she does her business, and then she just stands there like a statue until I allow her to go home. And then... um The only way she'll go out in the rain is if she goes out with all of us. Like we're all like it has to be a group activity. Yeah, it has to be a family event, and then she'll go.
1: (laughs) She is so funny.
0: (laughs) So we tricked her. It was a family event, and then it really kind of wasn't. It was just a walk. (laughs) I kind of, I do get Rosie's vibe though. Yeah, I get it. She has FOMO, right? And if it, she's not going to go get soaked in the cold uh, unless. There's some fun to be had. I know yeah. it.
1: Yeah. I mean, ex- I feel exactly the same way.
0: Mm-hmm. She needs the exercise, though. She gets like, she has creaky knees and stuff. She needs to keep moving. <laughs> yes. Little <laughs> oh, tiny creaky knees. She does have tiny creaky knees. It's a true poor story.
1: L- poor little Rosie. <laughs>
0: I uh, don't feel that sorry for her. She's a real jerk. She was yelling at her friend Maggie in the park, the golden retriever I sometimes look after. Mm-hmm. For, no, for no good reason. Just, she likes to, the game is Rosie lunges at her and then Maggie runs really fast and really far because she's a big dog and she has long legs and she knows Rosie can't catch her. This is this is the game, except Rosie's usually on a leash. Um, but this time, she lunges her like four or five times. And then the last time uh, she tried to lunge at Maggie, but her... Her leash was uh, wrapped around her um, leg. And I think she twisted or strained it or something. And then she started screaming. My dog started screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and then Maggie's owner, my friend Howard, was like, you brought it on yourself, sister. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, she did. She really she did. did.
1: She <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. Was she wearing her little raincoat today?
0: Yeah, she was the one with the uh, popped collars. so she yeah, looks a the bit collar. like Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, looks, she
1: looks very cool in it.
0: <laughs> she does like that raincoat, though. She has items of clothing she enjoys. Anyway, what's going on with you? This, this is what's happening with me, this.
1: <laughs> Listen, I Like, nothing. I'm just staring at the rain. I just, yeah, I don't know. Jan- it's January. I have a lot mm. of just January feelings and vibes. That involve wanting to do as little as possible.
0: Yeah, I basically never want to go outside.
1: Do the least. Yeah, like having to go to work, just the fact that I have to go outside puts me in a terrible mood. (laughs) Then I got to go there and it's terrible and then that only worsens the situation.
0: I mean, yeah, I work at home and I'm very grateful for that. It's a real privilege to be honest. And like, yeah, if I didn't have to walk Rosie, I would really, wouldn't be out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've already had like
1: record cold temperatures and super icy streets, like all the streets around me in my neighborhood. Everything is kind of a hill over here And so tons of the streets were closed because cars were just like sliding down them.
0: I don't know why anyone even tried to drive up those hills. Like why would you even.
1: Absolutely boggers behavior.
0: We, um, I had to walk my friend's dog. Um, They were away in Mexico and and the dog was staying with grandma, but grandma couldn't really walk in the snow very well. So while they were away, I walked and it's a little, her name is um, Everly. She's a Beagle Spaniel cross. Very cute lovely little dog about rosy size. And I picked her up one morning and, and, um, grandma says to me, Oh, um, so she's been having projectile diarrhea. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I was like, okay.
1: You're so- like the best kind of diarrhea you can have.
0: She said, but she hasn't done anything in, in over 24 hours. So just let me know what happens. <laughs> I was like, okay, I better go. Let's skedaddle. So I, I take them out and I can see that Everly like, really wants to go. So I'm like, okay, you find your spot. But she, she literally snowplowed into the deepest snow imaginable, chose a spot right underneath somebody's living room window and laid the <laughs> biggest dump. Like it was the size of her head. Like the poop was like the size of of her head, and after she was done, <laughs> she was like, "God, I feel good." Like she has these long beagle ears, she like shook her ears, and she's like, "God, I feel great." And I was like, "Yeah, I bet you do," but I had to wade into that snow. You can't leave it; it's right underneath someone's. No, window. you had to take it. Yeah, and my like my like snow boots just go up to like past my ankle. Like there was so much snow in my boot because I had to wade in there with like <laughs> with like my mitts, and I was like, "As ever, like.
1: This dog had it out for you.
0: I really like this dog, so like I, I, I thought she's, I, I thought it was funny, and she's got like a sort of a black and and tan and white face, but she's got mostly a black face with brown eyebrows, and she's just looking at me with her brown <laughs> eyebrows. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I really, and then her like the poo is like slowly sinking because the snow is melting. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot shit. <laughs> it was the size of her head. I was
1: it's like, incredible.
0: I was Listen.
1: Like, I hope everyone appreciates that this is a literary podcast. Okay, so we're talking about really important literary things. Like does
0: it like we could talk about literary things? Big
1: dog shits. (laughs) You know what? Maybe someone is listening right now. Maybe they're working on a project, and this incredible story of. Your, your fortitude, your willingness to care for animals <laughs> will inspire them.
0: <laughs> I do love animals. I know and, you do. And I will say if, if, if you can have a pet where you are, any kind of pet, and you're like a writer, honestly, they take you out of your own head. It's actually quite useful.
1: I would love a pet so yeah. much.
0: Can you, you could, don't you have, do you have fish?
1: No fish. We had a fish uh, for a while motorcycle boy was his name. Did he he pass? He passed.
0: Mm.
1: He passed on, but he was a good boy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, it is the same, but I don't really, I didn't do it, but like, I'm not a fan of cleaning a fish tank. It's just not. No,
0: fish tanks are actually a lot of work. So yeah, it's a lot of work.
1: It is. It's a ton of work. I just don't want to do it.
0: When our last fish died, I was like, that's it. We're done. And I, I, I put the fish tank in storage, and I haven't seen it since. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I mean aquatic life. I I haven't gone for actually probably now two weeks, but I was going on walks quite regularly because there are these sea lions that have been hanging out in Cole Harbour, and they're so funny and big. Are they loud? They can be very loud. I love it. And there's, so the seals and the sea lions are hanging out together. And then all the birds, like the different seabirds that are landing on the water. So there's like cormorants and seagulls and whatever, and ducks. And it's just, what a, what a great, what a great party to be invited to. (laughs) I mean, it's great. I don't know if these sea lions are sticking around, if they've decided they really like it here or they just are stopping by, but like they were here for quite a while. And when it was, it was actually icy in Cole Harbor. Like there was ice and they were like poking through. It was very funny. They were just being really so funny and cute.
0: They're so enormous. That's what they're I always so... think about sea lions. I
1: just love how big they are.
0: Yeah, they're like like seals are like the size of like a biggish dog, but a yeah. sea lion is like
1: gigantic. No, they're Gig- enormous. They're beautiful, they're enormous, they're weird. I love aquatic mammals.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, I just, I just love animals. Really,
1: I love, I love animals too.
0: Except snakes, I don't do snakes. Sorry. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not that I want them to die. I just never want to see one. You
1: just don't want to see them. <laughs> if you no. do see them, do you react like? Do you ever? Do, do you do scream? Do you jump? Yeah, do you, I scream. I yeah. jump.
0: I scream and okay. I jump. And she screams uh, and she jumps. She screams and, yeah. she
1: jumps. she screams and she jumps. She screams and
0: she jumps. There's, there's like, I like. I don't have a problem with reptiles, spiders, bugs in general. Um, Just, I don't like snakes. They're too slithery. I also don't like (laughs) eels. No, it's, they're too slithery. There was like one time I was at like TNT or something and they had like a tank of eels. I was
1: just going to ask about this. I'm glad you're bringing it up.
0: Yeah. They had a tank of eels. And um, I was with my mom and my mom was considering them. And I'm standing there and I'm like, I want to die, mom. We are not buying any eels. (laughs) Like live eels. (laughs) Have you eaten eel? Yes. If it's so dead, if it's dead, it's you fine. don't have to look at it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like you can only see the chopped up bits that are yeah. prepared. Yeah.
0: Cause they're no longer slithering. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Like it's, I, uh, uh,
1: That's really like, funny, but I, literally I respect can't. it. I respect it.
0: The other day, this is, this is going on too long, but I don't care. The I other day I was out. Uh, I took my mom to a family party um, And it was uh, like a dinner party, and then we came home to drop her off, and there were like three huge raccoons, like just sitting in our front door. <laughs> I was She's like, like What's waiting that? for her. I don't know. And I said, I said, oh my god, what are those? And then Jeff goes, ah, they're raccoons. And I'm like, what are we gonna do now? I like, I don't want to approach them because, like, anyway, they just ambled off to the neighbors.
1: See, I was imagining that somehow, this is how my brain works. Actually your mom has a relationship with these records and they were waiting for her to get home. Cause they know like, <clears throat> I don't know, she gives them like special treats or something. And then they go, maybe they like steal jewelry or something, bring it back to her.
0: <laughs> I wait. I, I mean, it's funny. Cause her reaction to them, I said, mom, look at those records. And she's like, I don't want to look. And I said, no, there's raccoons right there. She's like, I don't want to see them. And I'm like, that's weird. I don't want to see them. I was like, why? They're just raccoons. Like, they're not slithery. No, see,
1: this is already proving. She was like, I can't look at them because these are my co conspirators. Yeah,
0: yeah. I got to pretend like I don't know them.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. She's like, I never seen these bitches in my life. She doesn't know them.
0: (laughs) But they were really just sitting right in front of her front door, like, just sitting, like they were waiting. I was like, were, oh. I'm
1: telling you, they were.
0: <laughs> Probably,
1: you got to set up a cam there <laughs> to watch.
0: It reminds me of that time, one of my sisters has a very bougie house in Point Grey, like multi-million dollar house. And one time, I went for a visit, and we walked up the walk, and there was just this huge rat sitting by her front door. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Is that a squirrel?" And then I went, "Oh no, it's not a squirrel." <laughs> like, and then it just ambled off. None of these creatures are afraid of us, by the way. Like, they no, just kind of.
1: Absolutely not at all.
0: No. And I'm like, look at this point gray rat. What a dapper gentleman. <laughs> yeah, this point gray rat is yeah. getting the
1: best meals of its life.
0: Like, in the garbage, it's eating, like, the rinds of camembert. It's yeah, like. Absolutely. Like it, he's, absolutely he's living a life. He had a monocle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stole like an. <laughs> he stole like a tiny fur coat,
0: <laughs> and he had like one of those like Panama hats.
1: Yeah, a Panama <laughs> hat. He's
0: <laughs>
1: he's been stealing jewelry. He's wearing g- gold and diamonds.
0: You should see the brooch on the brim of his hat.
1: Oh my god! I bet it's worth more than my life.
0: Okay. Well, does anyone want literally? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's
1: do this thing. So, as you can probably tell, uh, Jen and I are doing an episode, the two of us today, and our topic is lies writers have told me.
0: Yeah, so many lies, and like often often the same one over and over, though.
1: (laughs) Oh, I mean that's a huge one. Um, (laughs) so like, you know, maybe you have personal lies. (laughs) maybe you, uh, anyway, Jen, do you want to kick us off? Let's tell me some lies.
0: (laughs) Well, I was going to start with like one of the earliest lies.
1: Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies.
0: The earliest lie a writer ever told me. Not the earliest. There might've been other earlier lies. I just don't remember them, but like, it's when I was writing the end of East when I started writing it. So I would have been about 24 years old and, um, I took it to a mentorship program and, uh, I was paired with this mentor who I actually didn't like very much, which is fine. And, um, he's dead now. So n- none of it matters. And <laughs> all of my Thanks. enemies, they'll die. You know, this is a, this is the great part. So anyway, he, he, he was reading it and he told me, um, I was too young to write this novel. And as it turns out, that was a lie because <laughs> I wrote it.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. That is such a terrible lie too.
0: Like, I don't know why anyone would ever say that to a writer of any stripe. I also
1: don't know why anyone would say that, especially because I don't know. So often publishers, especially are like, Ooh, hot young writers. Like they want that. It's just such a blatant, like lie. You know what it sounds like to me? a level of laziness in terms of mentorship and not wanting to engage with the text. Yes. And just having kind of like prejudices and preconceived notions instead of actually in any way paying attention to what you had written, what you were trying to say, the scope of your work. Like it's so fucked.
0: Well, it was, I had started writing the end of East, um, with a story that was based on my grandfather's life. And I, and this is like the whole meta, meta meta-ness of the end of East is that like the narrator doesn't know her, had never known her grandfather really. So she's kind of making it up. Right. And that's the point of the whole thing. And, um, so I didn't really get it because even though I was writing like an older man, uh, and historical fiction, I was also writing it, as like like a meta exercise that a 24 year old girl would write like and and mm. I didn't think so I didn't think but I don't think he understood that actually so like I just don't think he got that and you know what else
1: you know yeah. what a good mentor would do they might ask questions like hey I'm not quite understanding this and this could just be me um you know I'd love to know more about exactly that like intention and your goals. Like, I don't know. It's just, I think that's weird behavior.
0: It was very weird, but like, I think, well, what's the earliest one that you can remember?
1: I, I don't know if I can remember the earliest. I remember many, but I don't know that I can remember the earliest. I do remember, I'm not going to go too deep into this, um, like who and whatever. But someone who had read my thesis my, when I was in grad school was like, this is ready to go out. And like, I think that's actually a worse lie.
0: Was to it a just, lie or did they just think that?
1: I don't know, but it
0: was a lie to me.
1: Because <laughs> you know what? No one's ever seen that book. No one ever will. It will never be published. And it will, no one ever wanted it.
0: I mean, which is it is fine, kind of a lie.
1: But it was a lie. Big time lie. That book is in a garbage dump the garbage dump of my heart and it stays oh. there and I don't care. I don't care though. I'm no. over it. That was, that was my, that was my practice novel.
0: Yeah. I have a couple of those. It's yeah. Fine. You gotta
1: have your, gotta have a practice novel. At least one. Yeah. 1. I have 1.5. <laughs> like 1.5 is pretty in. So yeah, that to me, pretty big lie. Um, I don't know. I think sometimes people who published a different during a different time, have a different understanding of how to get published and what is worth publishing and what the publishing landscape looks like. Yeah. So if somebody was published in the 90s or the 80s or whatever when people were getting money to write books, their what? perception... I know, it's <laughs> sick. Their, I think there's a perception that they have that, yeah, you just like write most of a book and to me actually I think the biggest lie was that of that was that you could have a book that wasn't polished and Mm -hmm. I think now you could never get away with that
0: I think this is an interesting um topic though and it's related to lies is that I think that we hear um sort of like older authors often complaining about the publishing landscape the way it is now. And they're usually blaming it on diversity and inclusion efforts, which Absolutely. is a lie. That's a lie. Huge lie. That's not why your work's not getting published. <laughs> it's because nobody wants it. No, I'm kidding. Um It's because... <laughs> no, no, Jen's not kidding.
1: She knows nobody wants it. Sorry, yes. I'm telling you. <laughs>
0: Nobody wants it, but we're not, we're like, but like editors in general are not taking the rougher drafts. They're not. And I think the other thing is, is that I think particularly in Canada, when you're being published in the eighties and nineties, um, I think a lot of those books were being published despite the subject matter. They're being published because the writing was a certain way or like whatever. So these are books that if, from my perspective, as like someone who like acquires books Uh, If I that came across my desk today, some books I'd be like, "Wow, that's boring." Lovely language, but nothing literally happens. Like, literally nothing happens. Yeah, and and I think
1: too, like it's not. I don't know. I also think there's something to be said for just coming off what you're saying. Like, there's something to be said for vibes, and I think no one ever really addresses that either when they're giving you advice or kind of talking about. That aspect of publishing, like and it could be that the the editor, whoever's acquiring your book, vibes with it, like it could be you know like there's all the, that kind of stuff too, right that's yeah. unconnected to to other things that are going on, like everyone's going to have their own sensibility about what they're into
0: yeah, and you know one of the things that is not a lie, but I think people think are lies. Um, and I did want to address is like when editors write, um, declines. Right. Um, and I never lie in the declines because I try not to. Um, but you also don't want to be an asshole. (laughs) I hate it. You suck. But so much of what, um, sometimes you want to say that, but mostly not, but like, I don't say it. I, I never do. Uh, but there are times so much of it is that I'm just not going to be the right editor for the book, whether, whether the the quality of it or not is really not the issue. It like, for me, if I'm going to live with a book, your book for two years um, and if I'm going to put it out in the world and tell everybody they, they should read it and be really proud of it, I have to really love it. Right. And, um, and I say that in the declines, and I think people think I'm lying, but like, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of the kindest way and gentlest way to, decline something, but it's the truth, right? Like there's somebody else might really love it. It's just not for me. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Okay. What do you have any other
0: specific lies you want to get into? Um, I think, Oh, so many lies. Like, I mean, I, people, uh, you know, I talk about this sometimes with my partner, but like, you know, in the early days, um, when I was just kind of starting out and, um, people were saying things like, you're going to, they promised so much, right? Yeah. Without ever preparing you for things that, like the bad things that might happen. And I don't mean anything really terrible happened to me. I just mean that I had a couple of books that nobody cared about um, after one book that did well. And, um, and I think that it's not that they lied to me particularly, it's that they omitted how bad publishing can be and how bad it can make you feel. I do think though, like with the passage of time, like um, I think a lot of things that happened to me were the results of like race and gender and like, you know, misogyny and racism, white supremacy, whatever. um, And like just capitalism. But the people who did not warn me about those things, I mean, they were people with a lot of privilege. They wouldn't know. They didn't know. They, They, you know, so I mean, in that way I can be kinder to them. Um, but then there's like the the other part of me that's like, why didn't you think of it? You're supposed to be smart. You have an MFA. (laughs) You should have thought of these things. Right. Uh, but they didn't. So all of those things that, that occurred where, you know, um, they want you to write a certain way. They want you to look a certain way. They want you to act a certain way. You know, they don't want you to write about upsetting things. They want you to be nice. They want, you know, all that. And if you
1: do write about upsetting things, it has to be in a very particular way so that, you know, white audiences will respond to them in a certain way. Like
0: That's the lie, though, I think. That's the main lie. That's a huge lie. I was told for 20, you know, the first 10 years of my career, I had to be a certain way, write a certain way in order for a book to sell. And as it turns out, it was a huge lie because when I started writing, the way i wanted to write those books sold better like <laughs> i you know so it's like no that was definitely a lie because
1: yeah
0: yeah when when the author feels free to just do and to make the thing that they want to make um that love and affection we have for those projects is definitely um readable or legible by the reader right like the reader knows like the audience knows if you don't like something they know So anyway, that was a huge lie. Anyone who's like, you need to write about more sad dumplings, uh, they all lie to me. Lies. (laughs) Dina? Lies. Okay. So one time I did a reading, and this was like an early
1: reading for me. Um, I hadn't published a book. There were many people reading at this event. It was at like a pretty – I don't know. It was at a venue that had a lot of chairs, and it was full. Like it was bigger than like a bookstore-style reading or like a cafe or – you know, um, and I, uh, yeah, I would barely been published. I think I had like literally two poems published at the time and I did my reading and people laughed during my reading, which was the intended response in my opinion. And afterwards, a friend told me they overheard someone say, uh, this is a literary event, not a comedy night about my reading.
0: Oh ho, oh ho and, oh,
1: ho. <laughs> and like I assume that person was a writer because the majority of the people in that room were writers. And like I assume that person was like a shitty, boring writer. Um and while that lie wasn't told to me specifically, it was relayed to me. And it was indeed a lie. Like just the idea of again, kind of coming off what you're saying but in a different direction, just that there's a particular way you have to either write or read or present yourself, or that you have to be uh self-serious um i think there there's also the lie within that of just like there being no enjoyment in literature that isn't coming from like a deeply traumatic place or an upsetting place or a place that has no room for for jokes or like a fun time and that's a lie
0: that's a 100% a lie and i mean like i remember Like, when I was younger and, like, I was quite much more serious at events than I am now. And um, I think so much opportunity lost. So many jokes I could have told.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And after that, I took a break. Like, I had been doing some events then. And it was because I had been kind of, like, developing – I don't know who I was on stage and with my own work. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm – it's good to be funny and to have, like, a fun time and to – kind of fill the room with, with that. And then this person was like, "Mm -mm." and I was like, Oh no, should I be pulling back? And it made me question a lot of things. And I think that's good. Like, I think it's good to question our motivations and our choices, but I was like, it definitely beat me down a little bit after I had just started to feel like, Oh, I can be okay at this thing. And it's like, "Mm, of course someone has to be a little, a little dipshit.
0: A little shit stain, a little shit a little stain. little shit
1: stain, absolutely.
0: Um, what do you think, though, is one of the, like, topics in literature, writing, publishing, that everyone lies about? Or at least they don't speak the truth about?
1: I mean, I think, for me, there's, like, a few... I have, like, three kind of big ones that I think we can talk about, and maybe there's some... I think, like... So many people were like, get an agent, get an agent, get an agent. You have to get an agent. And I'm not saying don't get an agent, but acting like getting an agent is the only way to get published is a lie. And to perpetuate that is extremely uncool to, to act like people that don't have agents are not worthy writers or their work won't ever be published. Like it's some of my favorite writers and people and like people, writers who do very well, don't have agents. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's not everything is for everyone. And again, making these kind of blanket statements, stupid. Um my next one is write every day. Okay, Poindexter. Like get over yourself. <laughs> um who does that? Oh, I just there was was so much of that early again, early on when I people were, you know, people want to give you advice about writing. And you're like, no, no one's doing that. Please. Like, no, I don't know, maybe you were, maybe you wrote every day because you were like a straight white says man who had a wife who did all the laundry and cooking and childcare, whatever else happened. Like, um, and then the other one (laughs) that I think just, again, shitty people who happen to be writers, there's a, like, there was always trash talk about poetry poetry being a bad genre um poetry not being worth writing and just like absolute loser behavior filled with lies (laughs) um so those are three that i think are kind of like larger um that get chucked around
0: yeah all correct very very correct what about Um, you Oh, money. People are all often lying or not telling the truth about the money. Oh, and I absolutely. And
1: I, like, that's like...
0: All the time. That's and I would very say, persistent. I, and I would say that um, if anyone ever wants to ask me, it's not something I want to put on Twitter, but if... X, whatever. It's Elon Musk's asshole. I don't know what it is. but That's like, what it is called. That's what it is called. <laughs> that's his butthole. Anyway. Um,
1: <laughs> I just need everyone to know, Jen me like made a very dramatic x with her to point her fingers okay continue
0: um that people like if you ever want to ask me what i got paid for stuff i will be happily tell you just not like on twitter because i don't think i want the trolls to know what that's yeah, absolutely. money you, know, absolutely but you don't want fair. to ask me and if you want to ask me for your own purposes like because you want to know how much money you should ask for, for sure ask me or ask me what I think people make or what they don't make or how much the grants are worth or what's your shot at sure I am all about financial transparency um I also think that like um there's that part of the lying people not that people necessarily lie about how much they get paid they maybe just don't really talk about it um But I think like the other part of it is that people talk about their writing life without actually saying where they get their money from. And like, if you say things like I write every day, then the question arises, where do you get your money from? And I think that if you're going to mentor or, Try to set an example for emerging writers, um, that not being honest about where your money comes from is actually a disservice because then it makes people feel um, like they're failures because they don't they don't make enough money from their writing to write every day. Or to like, you know, to take six months off and go to like some self-finance retreat in Mexico. Like this is not Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And and I like that you said it's a disservice because I really think There's also the lie, the like perpetual lie that also people tell themselves that you can't be a real writer unless you're only making money from writing. And like, listen, it's, it's a rarity that is like a tiny, a tiny minority of people that sustain their lives that way. Especially like in Canada compared to other places where people are potentially getting you know, bigger book advances or it's cheaper to live, stuff like that. Um, I was talking with a friend a couple weeks ago who was visiting and she asked me if I'd ever been to Banff and I was like, no. And then she was like, why not? And I was like, I can never take like however many weeks off a person needs to, in order to do that. Like both because my workplaces would never let me do that. And secondly, like, I can't afford to not work and just be there, even if I'm getting partial funding or like, there's just no way.
0: Oh, and it's impossible. If you're, if you're somebody who's like a single parent, it's impossible. If you're a single parent
1: or, and like, I do do some caretaking for my spouse. Like, it's just not not a realistic option. And, um, so I think too, even there, like the, you know, the lie that, that everything is available to people. It's not. At all times, and it's not, and that doesn't mean that it's bad. It, I'm happy for people that get to, yeah. you know, have have different, um, like, creative experiences. That except for my enemies, obviously, but like other people, that's great for them.
0: I am um, going to Banff for the first time this summer, and I'll tell you how. Um, I'm because be you're one teaching. Of the, yes, I'm yeah, going to be a going to be a guest lecturer, so yeah. I only have to be there for three days
1: so See, that's like, what's that's,
0: accessible for me absolutely
1: <laughs> yeah. that's the kind of thing same thing for me like you know I'm not I won't be able to go and spend like all that time with my work it's just not it's not possible
0: but even um, if I was teaching even if you got a gig teaching there I still couldn't do those five weeks like I have other responsibilities a, a absolutely whole to take care of like that's absolutely too long. yeah
1: it is a very long time yeah
0: so I, you know, I'm parachuting in for three days, and I feel good about that decision. I get to yeah, see that's it. Fun.
1: Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, so if you're online and posting things about your new office that you made in your nice little country house or some shit, and you don't tell us how you're paying for it, we 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 see you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, even just in general, I don't know. I'm a, I am a bitch, but like, if people are know kind of, like own a big house with their big office like i'm like yeah that must be nice like i'm in my living room right now at mm-hmm. a tiny desk that is also a sewing desk
0: um i'm at a tiny desk that is right at the foot of my bed and when we logged on dina had to watch her making my bed because and, I, I, loved and I'd I loved it and i'd every <laughs> second of it it was
1: so beautiful <laughs> i bet it was better than all 300 hours of oppenheimer what i got to see here <sighs> I had to watch Oppenheimer. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, you did. You should tell oh. the listeners though. It's very funny.
0: So um, I, I'm, I'm going to try to make sure he doesn't hear me. My child <laughs> wanted to watch Oppenheimer, and as it turns out, he really only wanted to see the bomb detonate. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't tell me this until we started it, so and funny. we sat there for three hours waiting for this bomb to detonate. And like all this time, I'm just looking at Robert Downey Jr. aging and then not aging. And then like they're putting little blocks onto this bomb, but like every block takes like an hour to put on this bomb. And like, and then there's, you know, Florence Pugh is naked. And I'm like, great. I don't know. Like what? (laughs) He should have just told me that because then I would have just fast forwarded through the whole thing till we got to the bomb detonating. You could have skipped to the good part. That was the good part. <laughs> that's so the guy. Funny. Some guy put zinc on his face. I'm like, that's cool. Something's happening. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say, I
1: I obviously have not watched this uh,
0: this flick. Don't. Uh, I, I'm not. No,
1: I, I will not. Yeah, don't. But thank don't you. Watch yeah. It. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Like
0: I'm good. Just, just tell me you want to watch the the, the bomb detonate. Like last night, instead of that, we watched Strays. By with will ferrell oh that was yeah great.
1: yeah yeah was that great so, i haven't seen that that looks fun though
0: uh there's one shot with a trio of squirrels that is most unexpected
1: <laughs> That's
0: amazing. and and um i laughed so hard i cried
1: <laughs> was rosie in the room did she react to these squirrels oh
0: i'll tell you what the interesting about rosie and like television featuring dogs is that um if the barks are like CGI, like if the barking that they do is CGI, she doesn't react. If it's real dogs, then she reacts. Oh, And interesting. so all the barking and strays is fake. Everybody she, she, needs She's to like, I don't care. I can't no. care about that. She didn't even, she was sleeping the whole time.
1: That's so funny.
0: I gave her some pepperoni and then she was just asleep. <laughs> so yeah, but that's fine because that means also that no dogs were harmed in the making of the film so true right so some of it looks pretty fake there's another scene with like a big eagle looks quite fake but like you can't do that with a real eagle like you can't so and and then there's like a boston terrier there's like a great dane like you can't do that with the real animals let's be honest yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) so so Um, that's fine anyway
1: i've been telling people to watch cocaine bear all year
0: i love cocaine bear
1: i love cocaine bear
0: It's very funny.
1: It's so funny. Margot Martindale, as always, revelation. So incredible. I love Carrie Russell. Uh, You know, Ray Liotta, one of his final films.
0: Uh, Who is the... It's that he's the, he he's um, he's a comedian. He's the guy. He was one of the Rangers, or, or he's oh, a paramedic. The paramedic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paramedic? yeah, yeah oh, the paramedic.
1: So, funny. so Anyway, funny. yeah. Honestly, if you haven't seen Cocaine Bear, take this. Jen and this is a Canlit endorsed film.
0: <laughs> I like Strays, guys. Okay, and like Jen likes Strays. Yeah, and, and yeah. the Great Dane. The Great Dane is voiced by Randall Park, and he's <laughs> oh, very that's funny. So
1: cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for me, the biggest pop culture thing that happened was. Um, so many people who had have been on my favorite TV show, I think you should leave, won Emmys this year. They did win Emmys this year. And I year. could not be happier. Um Sivin Yun, an incredible Aww. sketch where he took a big mud pie and he didn't you he was too small of a slice. Come on, the guy who said those incredible lines, now Emmy winner. Get out of town. Um, <laughs> Tim Robinson, of course, won for Best Short Form. I'm so proud of him. Uh, who else won an Emmy that was on that show? Oh, uh Ao Adebri, who was on this season of I Think You Should Leave, in an incredible scene where she's yelling at Tim Robinson to breathe.
0: Also, um, also, her dress at the Emmys was beautiful. Oh, her good.
1: dress was beautiful. It was like the
0: sexiest.
1: It was like sexy garbage bag, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in like no. the most like sexy balloon. It was just gorgeous.
0: I zoomed in on the on the um, gathers around the skirt because I was fascinated. Oh, it was like inf- how it was constructed. Yeah, no,
1: it was like a a, a beautiful piece of architecture. It was, was incredible, great. and it really it suited incredible. her. It looked great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, uh, Sam Richardson won an Emmy for his guest turn. On Ted Lasso, I believe it's pronounced Ted know. Lasso. I, I, I just like, made literally that up. Watched, that's I like, very
0: funny, though. I've watched one episode. Oh, uh, Ted,
1: like, Ted, Ted Lasso. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he won an Emmy, and that's all that matters.
0: Anyway, if you
1: are good at acting. You will be on I think you should leave with Tim Robinson and you could win an Emmy and that's all I have to say about that.
0: I read this thing about him and like he allegedly he's in some feud with Lauren Michaels. So like um the fact that SNL didn't win the short form uh comedy I don't even know what the category is, but I think Saturday Night Live was nominated for stuff and that he won instead. Means that Lauren Michaels is upset. That seems cool.
1: Well, because he was, (laughs) okay, I'm sorry, this is a podcast is taking a different turn, but he was briefly on Saturday Night Live as a cast member and then as a writer. And so many of his sketches didn't get on, but some of his sketches are some of my favorite sketches of all time. Like he has an incredible one. with Mike O'Brien, who also is often in um, his show, I Think You Should Leave. And it's just Mike O'Brien on the streets of New York with a microphone. He's like, what, what do bugs think? Let's talk to them. And he's just like holding a mic up to different bugs. It's really amazing. And then showing them walking around. And I listened to an interview with tim robinson I, I can't remember if it was on a late night show but he was talking about how this bug guy comes because it, it was one of the like pre-recorded sketches so they're gonna film these bugs and stuff and he is talking to the bug guy and the bug guy's like yeah we can't let this one get away or it could ruin the entire ecosystem of new york and he's like we don't want that bug like why would you bring that why would you bring that to us <laughs> Cool. Uh, anyway, if all of those people are delightful, I love them all. I'm so happy.
0: Okay, I have a question.
1: Yeah. Okay, sorry. What a what a digression, but it was good.
0: It was a good digression. We needed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't forget to time watch we're... Cocaine Bear, everyone. <laughs> also Strays.
1: You don't can forget skip to watch off.
0: Strays. Skip Oppenheimer, don't watch it. Unless no, you just want also, to see the bottom. If
1: we're gonna keep talking about um AO Debris, you should definitely watch both Theatre Camp and Bottoms. Don't don't let those pass you by.
0: Oh, I still have to watch Bottoms.
1: You gotta watch it. <laughs>
0: okay Okay. have you ever lied to another writer oh definitely yeah same I feel bad about it
1: (laughs) I mean but for the most part I'm sure like uh, some lies have definitely been me trying to sound cool especially when I was more of an emerging writer to be like no I know what that is I know whatever you're talking about that's yeah. yeah that's I know that yeah like just
0: bad behavior It's like, you know, I was like, I was like 38 before I figured out what enjambment meant. So like, whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, to this day, listen, I don't give two fucks about an M-dash, and I gotta be honest, I barely know what one is, and I don't care at all, and I never will. So there you go. (laughs) There's
0: your truth, poets, you fucking monsters. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I lie a lot about like words. Like when people are like,
1: you know, oh, yes. when,
0: like I, you know, when I'm editing and stuff, and then like there's this word, and I'm like, that's not a word. And then I Google it. I was like, oh, it is a word. You're like, <laughs> oh, it's real.
1: It's a real word. Oh, why do you use this word? <laughs> it's like- and like, you know what else? I mean, I've definitely lied in ways where I'm like, no, I thought it was great. And I either didn't like it or I didn't read it or whatever.
0: Okay. I, so there was this like, very bad article that uh, I read and then like posted a link to in the group work chat and the person is quite a bad writer but used the word elation I L L A T I O N. I did not know this word. And I'm like, does he mean elation? Is he stupid? Like, I was like this... Oh my God. No so it's this a word. is recent. This is recent. This is like three weeks ago. And I was like <laughs> I then like one of my coworkers, actually it is a word. <laughs> house but doesn't change the fact he's a bad writer and i was like whatever what's he using words i don't know for <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> an idiot I, I i do lie about that words like sometimes i don't know what they are and i have to like i look think them up, but this happens i
1: i find this very charming and great
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i i think i have a very good vocabulary but also there are some words that like uh, like should never be used um and don't get used for good reasons um i think you know There have been times where people ask me questions that I'm in no position to answer, and that's when I might lie. So like when like an emerging writer says to you, do you think I have a shot at getting this published? What are you supposed to say if you don't think so? You know, like I don't know what the answer is. So I usually, I don't really lie necessarily, but I will say things like, well, you know what, I think this might be more of like a smaller press book. um, And you really do just have to find the right editor who will help you shape it to be the best book it can be. And like, that's usually what I say. So I don't really even answer the question, but it's kind of like, yeah, it's hard. Like people do ask me a lot of hard questions because of my job and like, you know, my day job. I have a day job, guys. I, I want you guys to know. That's how I afford this lavish lifestyle So I have a day job. <laughs> Jen,
1: coming off that other question,
0: mm.
1: here's a new question. Okay. Are there any lies you wish you had told? Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a brain twister uh I mean probably I'm sure there's like people who don't like me I could have told some lies and maybe they'd like me but like does it matter
1: (laughs) oh that's so funny that you said that because I was thinking the opposite of like lying to people who already don't like me to make them like jealous of me or something
0: I mean but I mean it's it probably wouldn't work anyway. I genuinely don't lie that much. I mean, I I like I do, but I also don't. Like I like you know, I mean, I like you know when I make jokes and stuff, like jokes can be stretching the truth. Usually my jokes are real. <laughs> I just like <laughs> I just like to laugh at myself. I I I don't know. Like that's a I mean, I think there are people who you know, it's funny. I remember I said something It doesn't really matter. Whenever I say anything online, like on on Twitter or whatever, um, people will will come at me and then I think to myself, maybe I shouldn't have said this thing or maybe I should have said it differently. And then I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Like, why would I? I don't know. I don't think I, you know, do I wish I'd? Yeah, maybe I should have said to more people, I did read your book and I really enjoyed it. Maybe that... (laughs) But maybe i maybe i should say that more often instead of i haven't got to it yet so looking forward to it is what i usually say but like you know
1: also like, like do I- you- okay here's another thing though mm-hmm. some people ask you if they've read your book mm-hmm. i would never do that
0: well it happens and like people are really like they really want to be either on the podcast or they really want me to read it for other reasons and stuff which is sweet and i and, and- get it and like, I, of course you're going to ask, cause if you don't ask, you might not get what you want. Right. But like, um, I guess I think for me, I, uh, I only have so much time in a day. I guess I also I, just
1: don't want people to, I don't, I wouldn't want to ask people if they had read my book because I wouldn't want to hear that they said, no, I just be like, I'll just pretend that either everyone has or no one has. And I don't have to think about it.
0: I actually never ask people if they read my book because never, I never, um, do. Okay. Rosie's barging in. She just opened Great. the door with her nose. Um, wow. hi, Rosie. but the, no, I never asked them and it doesn't even really matter to me if the people in my life read my book or not. Like, I don't care. Like no. you don't need to, you know, no. I mean, like if I have an idea that I want to, Oh, hi, Rosie. If I want to bounce off someone and they, um, and I want to like talk to them about the book, then yeah, it matters to me if they read like, like a paragraph so that, well, know.
1: that's way different.
0: Yeah. 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 Hang on. She's insisting. There she is. Hi.
1: Okay. <laughs> there she is. Do you see deer? Hi. Yeah, there she is. She's looking around. She's licking Jen, sniffing the air.
0: Yep. She's got a good underbite today, right, Rosie? She really does. Yeah, there she is. Okay, can you sit properly, please? Yeah, like this. Sit down. Sit down. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, Rosie. Sit. Pull it together.
0: Thank you. Much better. Much Yeah,
1: see Rosie not can't lie. She's it's impossible for her to lie.
0: She doesn't lie. She hates you if she hates you, she loves you if she loves you. And there's, yeah, there's literally no literally no in between. There's no way. She's she not is. a liar. No. Nope. She's a hundred percent exactly oh who she is at all times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Look at y- his face. you know, I
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> what I respect. Look at the she looks very stoic right now.
0: She's looking out the window. Um, the building across the way always has like seagulls and crows on the roof. So that's. Oh, that's... so
1: she's examining the situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we covered sort of a fraction of the amount of lies. Because I'm sure there are so many other weird ones that I couldn't think of.
0: Yeah. like I kind po- of hate no, that. Like, it's like, like, this poem is totally not about you. Yeah, I bet that's a lie. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm sure there's a ton of those lies like this. Yeah. This poem isn't about you. Uh, no, this character isn't based on you.
0: No, this punk song that's literally called Jen Dump me at the punk rock show is not about you. Jen. It's
1: not about you. Jen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: I don't want to hear these lies. <laughs> um, but also like I, if someone hasn't read my book, they don't have to lie. They can just be like, no,
0: yeah, just don't read it. Like, not everybody wants to read everything. It no. is
1: so fine.
0: And you know the other thing that people do—they ask me if I've seen a certain thing, like a television show or a movie—and like honestly, I am a like I am a cultural critic for sure, a pop culture critic, but I actually don't have time to watch. But it all. So
1: like, and not just that, but like, not everything is going to appeal to you, or you won't have time, or you'll whatever it is.
0: And then I have a hard time telling them I, I tried it or I'm not interested I and, and or if I don't like something because if someone really loves something, I don't want to like, you know, you don't want to throw cold water on their like passionate love for something. I never want to do I that. I do want to do that. Well, it's, if it's bad. Because I'm <laughs> a mean
1: person. No, but I yeah, there's definitely going to be people when my new book comes out because I, I write so much about television and I do trash some beloved programs and that's I'm fine. sorry, but that's fine. It wasn't for me, and I genuinely think it was bad, but, like, that's fine.
0: Okay, people... I'm allowed. I'm just going to say, I love Michelle Yeoh with all my heart, but I don't watch every single thing that she does. Of course not. And, like, people need to stop asking me. Like, why do you keep asking me? It's so (laughs) racist. Come on, guys. People ask me about her new TV show, like, movie, whatever it is that she's doing all the time and i'm like did you I, tell
1: them there are so many other asian actors
0: do i also tell them i know she's in the new wicked and i don't want to see wicked i have no interest in wicked
1: <laughs> okay well you might change your mind if i plan a fun wicked evening
0: okay yeah but if it's part of an evening sure but like do i care about ariana grande playing glinda no i don't
1: no Sorry. all i care about <laughs> is that Bowen and yang is in the movie that's my number one oh. reason for going
0: <laughs> is he in the movie okay yeah. In which case, forget See, what I said. That's yeah.
1: like my number one reason for wanting okay. to go. All I didn't I know, care about I
0: Ariana know Grande.
1: I Bowen is in the movie and that makes me happy. Yeah,
0: that's fine.
1: That's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, I think about Ariana Grande so infrequently that I kind of forgot that part of it.
0: I think about her quite a lot with alarming frequency and I and I'm and I'm not sure why she lives in my head because I don't like her that much like it's not like she's fine like I don't dislike I gotta her. be honest
1: though I do feel like you have referenced and talked about her quite a bit so that is interesting
0: yeah she just lives rent-free in my head I'm gonna yeah. have to do a deep dive psychologically and why that is like I don't Jen, care your
1: entire next <laughs> therapy session just about this <laughs>
0: like that one paparazzi shot of her and Pete Davidson holding hands when she's uh, got the lollipop that lives yeah. in here it lives in here for no so reason
1: it should wait should we do new cantlet photos <laughs> and you dress like Ariana <laughs> Ariana with the lollipop and I dress like Pete Davidson just think about it
0: <laughs> okay he is twice her height you are not twice my height <laughs> I'll just wear really tall shoes <laughs> or I could just like crouch. <laughs> we'll use
1: forced perspective somehow
0: <laughs> we should do staged can't lit promo shots where we're just famous paparazzi photos like we could oh, do lenny, yeah. kravitz yes. lenny, kravitz lenny kravitz with the scarf lenny kravitz with this
1: absolutely lenny kravitz with the scarf absolutely
0: oh my god sad ben I mean, affleck smoking ben a cigarette the
1: photo where um kirsten dunst is eating the salad like
0: and jake a, gyllenhaal's like, looking at her
1: yeah yeah, only the best photo, only the quality, the iconic paparazzi photos.
0: Can we do Brittany and Justin in matching denim?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> also, fashion brand company made that dress and the blazer, so we could just get those items. No,
0: we should also do Haley and Justin when she was wearing that red cocktail dress, and he was oh wearing the Crocs God. The hoodie.
1: Oh my! Yeah, yeah. That I have one. Crocs, Jen. I have Crocs. I'm ready.
0: That would be so funny. <laughs> can I be Justin Bieber in that situation? Yeah,
1: you can wear my Crocs
0: because he's like he's he's like he's like a really small person. I feel like I could do a good Justin Bieber. Great,
1: I love it. <laughs> Listen, if I got to be Haley, I got to be Haley. If I got to be a Baldwin, occasionally, I got to be a Baldwin.
0: I think there's a better chance that you own like a red dress. That's like a cocktail type thing.
1: I got yeah. I got some I got a red dress.
0: Okay, because I don't own a red dress. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's going to be great. I can't wait to look like Justin Bieber in that situation. (laughs) (laughs) Rosie agrees.
1: Rosie agrees, yeah. We'll, like, do... We we should start our... We can do our own, like, fake Dubois-style Instagram, but for this... (laughs)
0: And we'll just post one like once a month. Yeah.
1: That's so oh funny. The people
0: will love it. The people great. will I love it. I hope everyone's
1: enjoyed uh, our 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 planning session, our brainstorming session. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how you learn about writing. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is how right? you
1: do it. This is how you do it. Okay. Well, Jen, what is not a lie is that this has been very fun and great. And doing this podcast with you rules. And I'm so excited we're doing it for another calendar year. Um, Yeah. So, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, Cantlet is almost 10 years old. so
0: We might be planning something.
1: Yeah, we're maybe planning something. Maybe not. I don't know. You think about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, don't forget to... Rate and subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Subscribe. Uh don't forget to if you teach creative writing classes, make this part of your syllabus. Um, what Ooh. else can I tell you to do? Force the kids um, to
0: listen to us,
1: force the children, the youth. They might not be youth, they might just be uh, you know, force the mature students. Doesn't yeah. matter their age,
0: even better.
1: Yeah. Make sure they all subscribe. We want those subscription numbers sky high. Um, Yeah. And I'm actually really happy that there's more uh, Cam Lit podcasts out there doing cool stuff. Um, I think that is just peachy.
0: We love to hear it. We love to
1: hear it. We love to hear it. All right, Jen. I will will let you go. You and Rosie can go back to your lasagna.
0: Oh yeah, that's what she wants. Although she really wants to kill that seagull. Oh, it's a crow. It's a crow. <laughs> Come on, Rosie, be nice. She would not know what to do with it.
1: You know what? I I know. Well, both of them would fight her.
0: Oh yeah, they they'd kill her actually. She's she's uh, she <laughs> she acts like a she acts like she can fight, but she I don't think she can.
1: Yeah, she's got that like tough. She's got tough guy posture.
0: Yeah, she's 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 really into flexing, but she doesn't have any follow through. <laughs>
1: She's always kissing her bicep. (laughs) All right, everybody. We're going to leave you on that note. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.